Iman. And I'm Sabrina. And we are... <laughs> Wait, what you say? I'm Sabrina. Sabrina. Y'all have a little echo action. I get it. Um, <laughs> y'all, welcome into this week's episode. We are so excited to have a little chat. I don't know why. I feel like... I don't know, like I'm on some Mr. Rogers type time today. Like, welcome in. Let's have a little chat. Hey, y'all. Pull up a seat. Lay your head down. Lay your Ugh. head down. I'm sorry. That song, you're right. That song is annoying. Isn't it so annoying? Ugh. And I like Louis. I know not everyone feels that way. That nigga really thought he ate when he said, Ole. He's like, you did not eat. <laughs> he definitely has some good songs, though. He definitely did, but just not that one. What's the other song that everybody used to like? It was one that all around the world. That's the one me and you both used to like. Boy, oh, all around yeah. the world. I like a lot of his songs. I do. Yeah. I feel like he's so nice. He is, but that one, he could definitely no, throw that in the That song is actually irritating. Like, it's it so is irritating. kind of infuriating when you really think about it. But, um, yes, girl, how's your week? Um, it's going. I'm just sleepy. I'm like, I just need to get a good night's rest. Like, I just know that sounds... It's crazy because I went to bed early last night, and I still don't feel well rested. But I think the key is you have to do that every night. Yeah, consistently. So, uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you have to do it every night for it to work. And but, also, um... it is good to be tired at the end of the day because then you do go to sleep. Like, you ever, like, not have an active day and then it's nighttime and you're not that tired and you stay up real late and then you throw everything off? Yes, and you know what? I'm happy because I did all of my nightly duties. So I like I came in um straight out the gate. I uh started making my lunch for tomorrow. So boom, that's done. Then I ordered since since I didn't feel like making dinner. I um I worked dinner. I ordered dinner and I'm but I made my lunch. I know that's very backwards, but I rather buy one thing than, you know, buy every meal. But anyway, I did that and then I got washed up, washed my face, brushed my teeth, and now I'm just sitting here recording. So I'm like, yes, I was tired, but I pushed through and did all that. And so after this, it would be easy for me to just like lay my head down. <laughs> I'm so happy that you get to lay your head down. Lay it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. I'm also very tired, but also very proud of everything I've done today. So I've been trying to get up at 5 a.m. to do my workouts. Um, Because I just feel like it's the only way. It's getting to a point where like work and stuff is becoming too busy. I always have something to do after work. Mm-hmm. Um, then I'm I'm no good for a late night workout because this is how I feel at the end of every day. Yeah, so that's I'm like, how I feel. I can't do it at the end of the day. So I'm like, my only choice is to get up early. And I always wanted to be a 5 a.m. woman. Like I always wanted to be her. So I've been really, really like putting pressure on myself to do it this morning was the first time I did it um I'm gonna try again for tomorrow and hope that like and just be like I'm just gonna give myself grace to feel like shit like I'm gonna do it and give myself like (laughs) grace to feel like shit for the like next three weeks because it's very hard when you are doing this like you have to train your body and sometimes you can feel like oh if I'm tired or if I don't feel good at the end of the day or I don't have energy from eating right it's not working it just takes a while. It just takes a while to get working. So that's what um 
That's what I'm going to just do. I'm going to keep trying, but I feel like crap. No, <laughs> for real. That's really what I need do. to. Because when you texted me this morning to see if I was up, it's crazy because I have, so I have to wake up at four if I want to go to the gym in the morning. And I looked, I woke up, it was one something. And I said, oh, like I could just lay down a little bit and I'll get right back up. And once I got up, it was like five almost six and i'm like oh my god no i missed my window but um it's just about figuring it all out and how to get it in obviously the weekend will be very easy for me because i don't work um and on friday oh so oh my god y'all this is great podcast like to talk things through since you know it's recommended that you work out three days a week i can go friday night then I can go Saturday and Sunday. That's so I was I've been thinking about um Saturdays and Sundays too. Maybe we can do those together. Um mm-hmm. because I'm not typically a weekend person. I like to do walks on the weekend, like I take long walks on the weekend. But now that like my schedule's getting so surreal and you gotta be realistic. Sometimes you can't get up at five AM because you had a really late night, or sometimes you have a really early morning, like I have to be at work at seven thirty AM on uh on one of these days this week so i'm just like why would i then it's gonna be impossible for me to go to the gym make the commute like it's just gonna be too much so i would rather just like skip it and then if you got a week where you're traveling sometimes the weekends have to be necessary so i just feel like it's always a way around it and this is how i know i'm getting older before i would get stressed like i can't do that i can't do both things but now i'm like i'm going to make the commitment some way somehow another yeah. thing i've been thinking about is like uh meal prep services um oh, because yes. i wanted to get into it, even though i will say working close to my where i live ha- has improved my quality of life so it's easier for me to meal prep i think so the thing with me meal prep can be easy some days but then some days I'm just like, if you want to eat fresh, I end up ordering. Like if I really don't have no time, yeah, I end up ordering. Part. So I'm going to start looking into affordable ones because food costs so much at this point. And it, you might as well look into a meal prep service. Yes. Have you heard of Purple Carrot? I have heard of Purple Carrot. Yes, they have. I think I believe that they're all vegan, but I might look into it because like making my lunch is easier. But like today, like tonight, like how I ordered dinner, but I cooked my lunch for tomorrow. Like that's be my downfall dinner. Yeah. Yeah. Because you'd be tired. You'd be yeah. tired. And like also, I just feel like no other generation operate like this where we do everything on our own. Like back in the day, it was like one person staying home, another person going to work. But nowadays people are one either both partners are working and two if you are not if you're not partnered you're doing every single thing for yourself yeah and then taking on more responsibility and it's just like i feel like we've reached max productivity and this one black woman i was listening to she was saying that for every new responsibility you get you need to outsource and that is a tremendous privilege i understand but if you can outsource if you can drop something off like a responsibility for another, you got to do it. Otherwise, it just becomes unrealistic to do everything. It's not realistic. It's not realistic. And I'm like, that does sound like a good idea. Um, Because I'm just like, I'm tired. I'm tired. So let's, let's get into it, y'all. Because we, we going to go to sleep. <laughs> we going to sleep directly after this. But let's wake up with this conversation before we go to sleep. Right? So um, it is Women's History Month. 
happy Women's History Month to all the ladies and the beautiful bitches out there. Yes. Thank you so much for your contributions. We love you all. Um, We're literally called Black Girl Brunch for that reason. We are for the girls always <laughs> and forever. So we're going to name four women who make us want to do better. Just want to be better people, you know? Yes. So my list, I'm going to start out with Miss Tina Knowles. When I think of a mother... And a mother in the literal sense and a mother in the gay sense. I, Tina Knowles comes to mind. She is such a, like, she is a woman. Like, when I look at her, I'm like, this woman has just done things where I'm just like, I don't know. It's just, I just love how she loves her children mm-hmm. and how proud she is of them and how she tries to get involved with you know the fandom and all that stuff I just love it I love it so much and I just feel like she's just a sweet lady and I just love Tina Knowles I love she just makes me excited to age yeah um another woman who makes me excited to age everybody knows um my fave <laughs> Shirley Rock yes yo for no less for real she is i just get goosebumps when you said her name (laughs) like she is i just look at her everything she does i'm like again what a woman what a mother like she is just and i've met her twice random um and each time it was just like she was just a regular person and I'm just like, this is an icon. This is a legend that I'm talking to. Like, the first time I met her, she was at DragCon. And she waved. And she was just waving at everybody that walked past the table. And she was just, like, so excited to be there. And she just was so talkative and involved. And she wasn't at her table, like, uh, with her arms crossed or anything. She was just very involved, very vocal. And it was just, like, she was so, like, again, so excited to be there. And I'm just like, do you know who you are? <laughs> this is crazy. <laughs> then the second time I met her, it was at a hair store. And she was talking to, I don't think my mom was there, but she was talking to me and she was talking to the, well, she, she was a regular there. And she just was like, again, like just a, just so involved, so humble, just so, and again, big smile. Like, it just was like, again, I was like, why? I'm like, this is crazy. I'm meeting this woman for the second time, (laughs) but it's just like. She just, again, makes me so excited to want to age. Mm. Um, another person on here is um, one of her co-stars, Quinta. Mm. Um, she is around the same age as I. And seeing somebody, you know, a 90s baby thriving and just fully believing in themselves and just going, just working so hard and working their way up and finally getting to where they want to be. And their journey is not over. They're going to shoot higher than that. They're just so exciting to me to see somebody, especially like from where I'm from and somebody who just relentlessly believes in themselves. That's very mm. exciting. Yes. Um, To see. Um, Because her and somebody brought it up today, but I had saw it 
um, on HBO Max, um, her and Quinta and Oprah were talking and they both were sharing that they didn't know what imposter syndrome was or they didn't have it. And I just was like, wow, like mm. I wish that was me. And I'm like, you know what, if I can, tr- if, if I fight hard enough, that can be me. Yep. Um, which is, I'm just like, wow, hearing that from two black women is like, ooh. Right. Um, the last one is another person that since I'm getting older, I'm really looking to women who fully embrace and who are happy at their age, mm-hmm. who don't look down at young girls, who fully embrace younger women, who, um, want to be people who give younger women advice on aging and just age gracefully and happy to be, you know, like in their fifties and, you know, older, uh, Tracy Ellis Ross. Yep. That part. That um, one. she is just, I mean, you can say like, you know, obviously her mother is Diana Ross. Her dad is somebody else who's whatever, but she just reminds me also, it's like, I know women like that who didn't have the same upbringing as her. And I've always loved, because I feel like even my mom is a woman like that who never was like trying to be like, oh, what the young girl? That's why I feel like I have such a, like, it irritates me when women act a certain way towards young girls or they, um, it's like a jealous type thing. Tracy Ellis Ross, ever since I was younger, I never could have a gauge on her age. And when I finally did, grasped how old she was I just was like wow like I just cannot wait to just just be that free and you know when I'm that age like she just is just so everything's so graceful about her and like you know strong she, sexy yes, soft exactly. funny she just don't I feel like she is not pushing back against stereotypes. She's simply existing and her pure existence like shatters any expectations that people put on her for like being 50 years old, for being like, you know, it's just, I don't even want to name like the number one thing people are always sharing, which is about like, which relates to women and their status as far as if they have children, their status as far as if they're married or saying. To me, I feel like, how can you look at Tracy Ellis Ross and think that that matters? <laughs> exactly. Like, how could you look at her? And and it's just like, this is a woman who is relevant on her own. Like, I know who her mom is. Like, we know who th- that she's like this famous, but like, when you look at her, you don't necessarily, I mean, yes, you kind of see Diana Ross because they look alike, but you don't see that. You know what I mean? That's not, she not rotting on her mom coattail. Exactly. That's what I think I like about her. Like, it makes me excited um, because, that makes me excited. I wanted to say, I never really, even though obviously she looks like her mom, I don't associate her with, you know, I feel like she's her own person. Yeah, for sure. So, sure. yeah. Wonderful four. Wonderful four. Um, I'm going to tell you right now, Miss Tina is also on my list. And the re- usually, <laughs> you know, I replace if like this, like somebody you named. But I just feel like I really can't replace Miss Tina because I think that she meet like something about her essence 
just makes me feel so good and want to do better. Like something about the way she roots, not only for her children, but so many like women, so many people, period. The way she, the way she roots for blackness just makes me want to make her proud because her stance is so like warm, but strong at the same Mm -hmm. time. And I feel like that's like the experience I've had with like a lot of black women in my family. Like it's just this warmth and strength and like assurance, like this sureness that's in their voice. I feel like my mom, your mom is like that. When they believe something is right, they don't care who agrees. It is what it is. The way they ride and protect their children, it's like 100% the woman I want to be. But you don't just show up as that woman. You have to like work to be that woman. So when I see Miss Tina like being like so amazing, like towards just just being so like vibrant and and just lively and holding her own again she's not just like Beyonce and Solange's mother like she is her own woman mm-hmm. i know that she probably she's been working at that for life and again like you said it just makes you excited to you know age for gracefully grow and age like it's just not a bad thing like it's just a beautiful thing when you think exactly. about it like that exactly. um next is uh Viola Davis like I read her uh, or listened to her audiobook um and wow 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 like when I say every hurdle known to man thrown at one individual that's what happened and it was just something inside of her that just kept going and that kept you know she didn't even know that becoming an actress was a was an option like the the trauma like she has had to unpack and like I guess Viola Davis is just so graceful I just always thought that she was kind of born to like, I don't know, like a historically like, what's the word, affluent black family because yeah, that yeah, you know, yeah. like I just felt like oh she's definitely one of those people who like her parents probably graduated from HBCU and she probably like was you know has like family that just done well but like. When I learned that her family, like she, most of the time she went without water, without electricity, without a bed, without, you know, all the things, without food in a violent household where she saw like her dad, like beating her mom down when she, when I learned that she had, you know, siblings who had um, struggled with addiction. And I'm sorry, that's a story I can relate to. Not because mom, I've necessarily saw that firsthand but a lot of people around me have lived that and sometimes I feel like my experience isn't real because soon as you get out of the out of your you know neighborhood nobody else experiences it and it makes you feel like you you hallucinate it like your whole upbringing so um I just really can feel her journey um and it just takes a special type of person to get out of that so when I look at her I honestly say I need to be resilient no excuses it's not right, but it's okay. Like, I'm going to keep moving forward. Like, she just inspires me so much. She created her own lane. Like, Viola Davis mentioned that there was a time where nobody would cast her for anything other than a drug-addicted Black mother. And she had to play those roles for years because that's all she got casted as. And, and, And swallow her pride and play in the help and question if this was the right thing for the culture. And then finally, she gets to, you know, be the lead in lady. She gets to start in the woman king. It's just like how you have to be consistent in order to, like, reap the benefits sometimes, you know? Um, yeah. 
And speaking of consistent, Tabitha Brown, like she just, oh my God, my, um, shout out to my new supervisor because she brought me a a welcome gift and it was some Tabitha Brown, like trail mix. And that really warmed my heart because Tabitha Brown is somebody that I actually really, really, um, love. And the fact that, you know, me and Sabria have been following her, I guess, kind of since she, since the beginning, I guess you could say. Mm -hmm. And now she has a line in Target. It's just... Like, way to not only, like, be a bomb-ass black woman, but a bomb-ass black woman vegan. I just feel like with, as long as Tabitha Brown is, is, is like, on our side, there is so much opportunity for black women vegan. There's so much um opportunity for other people to feel like they can become vegan. There's so much opportunity for people to want to try or to learn about vegan. There's still a large amount of people who actually don't know what vegan is. And like, mm-hmm. I'm reminded of that sometimes. So with people like her, it's just, you know, pushing it forward. I just think it's better for us as a community to know that like, it's okay to eat plants. Like it's actually good. It's not, yes. it's, it's like, as long as white people have their fingerprints and own on veganism and own it then black people will start to feel like oh this is not for us when there's nothing more black than plants <laughs> there's nothing more black than the earth so i just love that tabitha brown is like reclaiming our time and she took a it took a while for her to get there never forget she was driving an uber when she made that one viral whole foods video that kind of set her career just like in another direction you just never know what it's going to be and Finally, trigger warning, she's not a black woman. Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow. Like, I just... Goop is... Like, Goop is... Like, Goop has (laughs) provided me with so much. Like, so much guidance, so much direction. And it's like, sometimes, you know, you feel like, oh, I'm a creative, but I also, like have to work, right? Me and Sabrina, we have full-time jobs. We have had jobs since the beginning. And sometimes it can feel like, damn, like I want to be a podcaster full-time. But then to see somebody like Gwyneth Paltrow, like full-on movie star go from like creative to business, to me, it's a reminder that it actually is very important to be able to do both things. Like number one. Number two, like I think nobody has, is talking about wellness in the way that Gwyneth Paltrow is talking about wellness. Like everybody talks about it in its way of like science, 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 but people are not blending in like indigenous practices. People are not blending in how like mental health also is related to your overall well-being, how like yeah. um money is related to your overall well-being. Like she's talking to nutritionists from like, you know, indigenous cultures who are sharing like ethical ways of, it's just like, so I think it's what Ted talks. This is my Ted talk goop. <laughs> I'm out. This is oh, I had no idea that she um did that. That's really cool. The actually. Goop podcast is amazing. And a lot of people like to roll their eyes at things like that, but she's talking about inflammation and how like there are so many women who are constantly going to the doctors and they're saying this hurts and that hurts and people are saying, "Oh, it's your emotions. Oh, it's your hormones." But like people are at the tip of the iceberg of like how inflammation like manifests in your body. And it used to be like, sorry, this is corny, that like something like arthritis caused inflammation. But now they're saying inflammation causes arthritis. Like inflammation is like a big problem. So like she talks about anti- anti-inflammatory like diets and 
as somebody who has really bad stomach issues, when I listen to some of these people, they really do help me. They really do help me. Like talking about manifestation in a science as a science, speaking to therapists about different frameworks outside of the traditional things. Like therapy is an industry right now. So to have access to Gwyneth Paltrow's therapist, that's somebody who's like best in class, and they're gonna be able to provide you with something other than like the basics, you know? So yeah. I just I'm very appreciative for like these types of things that I guess only celebrities could afford becoming more accessible so that people can like just explore different like wellness concepts. And she makes me just want to eat better, drink less, work out more, you know, be, be bigger, be calmer. Like, it's just like all those things. I, I just, I really love her. I love her down. I love her so much. I like her a lot too. Cause she's transparent about, she don't try to be anybody but herself. And I really can respect it. Yeah. I respect it too. And she doesn't give a fuck. Like she doesn't. Yeah. All right. So shout out to those women and let's give a toast to some other women, shall we? Um, so real quick, we just want to give a toast to two ladies. Um, y'all may recognize them. One woman by the name of Nia Long. Y'all know Nia Long went through some bullshit recently with, um, her ex and it could, it was just like, it was like embarrassing on his part because how do you fumble knee along? But what I love to see is a woman healing, traveling, reclaiming her time, reclaiming okay. herself. Okay. She looks amazing. Not and she looks amazing in the sense of like obviously she's a beautiful woman, but you know how you could just look at somebody's face and be like, oh yeah, she she is on a she feeling herself. Mm-hmm. That's how she is right now. So shout out to Nia Long. And also we want to give a shout out to Monique. Um, we actually covered it on this podcast. Like, damn, we've been around for that long and long to kind of follow this whole <laughs> thing. But um, Netflix ain't want to give Monique the money she asked for the first time. Mm-hmm. They was playing in her face like she wasn't an Oscar award winning actress. Hello? And when she asked for what she asked for, it was like, and she said to cancel Netflix, people kind of laughed at her. They made fun of it. Um, like Netflix was not ready to like respect her. But you know, with Netflix releasing an initiative like Strong Black Leads, mm-hmm. to me it always felt funny. Like how y'all doing Strong Black Leads but y'all didn't want to pay Monique, a black woman. Yet y'all yeah. play all these other like white comedians, black men, Men, comedians. Well, guess who get in a special on Netflix? Okay. Miss Mo. That's who. Exactly. And I just like the fact that she stood in it, like, and spoke up no matter what and stood in it. I'm like, everybody can learn from that. Yep. And like the great Monique always say, name names or keep it on the playground. Period. Is that right. simple? Is that simple? Um, moving on to tea time, y'all. There is a new Ariel doll. And Holly shared that, um, like, she presented it. She, like, presented it on her um, Instagram story. And she actually got emotional. Like, she almost cried because she was saying that Ariel was her favorite princess. And they designed the Little Mermaid doll to look just like her. Red locks, a mole, brown... It was just like, I can't imagine how that must feel for her. <laughs> yes, it made me so excited um, because I grew up and I loved Ariel. Um, and I had an Ariel though. And I'm just like, seeing this, I'm like, I never thought that I would see a black mermaid. Like, that's so crazy. It's so exciting um, to see. Uh, and I cannot wait 
to get my hands on that doll um, just in time for my birthday. I don't know when they're going to release it, but I just like as a black girl growing up and loving Disney and being a doll collector, I just feel like so overjoyed and so excited and like, excuse me, and ever since it was announced that she was going to play Ariel, um, people in the doll community have been like making their own customs and like, how would the doll look like? And like, cause I'm like, obviously I know, I mean, Mattel and Disney, I'm like, I know, um, there's going to be a doll to come out, but people were just so just all the excitement around it. And then it's like, it's finally here. And I'm just like, Oh my God, it's like better than what I expected. Yes. This is such a big deal. This is such a big deal. And like when I was a kid, I, also really like the little mermaid and like pocahontas and all these different princesses but those two specifically like had a special place in my heart and like i just remember watching like that animated series and just loving it but you know when you were a kid you never necessarily wanted ariel to change right you're fine with who she she is but mm -hmm. seeing that doll like really did trigger emotion out of me because it's like you're right i never even dreamed that this could happen in my lifetime that we would just openly have this black little mermaid like i don't care what anybody says this really does mean a lot and it's going to change the way like little black girls like see themselves because you know we can say that self-love starts at home all we want but there is so much representation in media, especially for children. And what does it say? Like, I just feel like home don't even beat it sometimes. Like, home can't touch, like, what media can do for kids. Exactly. So this is going to be just so amazing. Also, Yara Shahidi also is getting, you know, she's going to play Tinkerbell and they are making a Tinkerbell doll as well. Yes. I feel like I am so full right now. I'm like, I am eating, baby. When it comes to the dolls with the black girls, I'm like, because I want that doll too. And I'm like, a black Tinkerbell? Like, are you joking me? Tinkerbell is just so cute. And it really does. She Yara Shahidi is a perfect Tinkerbell. She is literally, I feel a, like she, definitely she has is a fairy face. She has fairy energy. And I feel like her, like, I don't feel like Holly's doll looks like her, but I don't care because it's beautiful. Um, you don't? I don't think it really looks like her. I'm looking face. at it right now. Yeah. I don't really think it looks like her. It's on Amazon. Yeah. I just, I'm sorry. I don't feel like it looked like her, but that's okay. You know what I mean? It still was pretty. And like yeah, she said, there's like the mole, really like, I'm I'm looking at it again. Okay, you know what? I feel like it kind of looked like her. Maybe in the eyes. I see it in the eyes. But I guess hers kind of looks like her. But I feel like Tinkerbell absolutely looks like Yara. Exactly like her. That is crazy. Down to the baby here. Down to the baby here. Down to the baby here. But it I does look exactly because like wait did you before I sent you the doll you knew she was playing Tinkerbell. Yes. Mm hmm. Oh, dang, I wish you ain't know, because I would want to. <laughs> Why you wish I didn't know? Because it looks so much like her that I wanted you to be like, oh, my God, that's your shade. Okay, so I'll take it back. I think the Holly doll do look like her now. I See? think when you sent me this Amazon one and I got a chance to zoom in, then, yeah, it do look like her. This mm -hmm. is so pretty. Like, this is just so cute. 
Yes. The eyes. The eyes is giving Holly for sure. Yes, because she got those big eyes. She has doll eyes. Mm -hmm. I'm just so happy. I'm really happy for her. And I just feel like she been real quiet for something so huge. I feel like that's definitely the the Yonce. That is so hilarious Like that she has been so quiet. Just like, oh, whatever. Yeah, like you only playing in the first motion picture, <laughs> the first live action Bill Murray movie, but whatevs. Um, anyway, that's a huge deal. Also, um, before we move on, this mm-hmm. is just me being a petty um, doll collector. I wish the tail was removable, but that's it. I know. I know, Sabria. I think that was a feature in like the original Barbie. Wasn't it? No. Yeah. I said, yeah. Yeah, it was. It was. Not you being a nerd, a doll nerd. Ever since I was a kid, I have not like, I don't like when the tail is like molded into the doll. I like removable tails. It limits the play. Exactly. I get it. I've been there. My favorite doll growing up was this. It was, I forgot what it was called. I think it was like Mermaid Gem, something like that. And it was a black Barbie and she had a gold tail, but it was a removable tail. Oh, I got my life. Okay. But with that being said, I still want the doll and it's for pre-order. And I'm like, uh, I might hit that pre-order. But, um, yes, yeah, for pre-order. Um, but, uh, yeah, that was my only qualm that I wish the tail was removable. Yeah, I get that. I'm going to say that's fair. That's fair feedback. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's get into Miss Zaya Wade, who absolutely made me want this olive coat she wore. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse like, me. She ate that up real, like, crazy. Like, the way she just looked, it looked like she was made for it. So she walked for Mew Mew. Zaya Wade walked for Mew Mew. Uh, Paris Fashion Week. Um, excuse me. How are you, fifteen years old? Like, just knowing how to command this much attention. So, like, I didn't know that this happened until you sent me. Like, you know, you added it to the outline, and I ain't gonna lie. When I opened the link and I saw that like model gaze, I kind of like gasped because I'm like, oh, she's about to um, she's about to tear it up. <laughs> Yeah, she looks great. And that coat, that's very you, Iman. This whole outfit. outfit, I feel like that outfit would look really cute on you. This whole outfit, like the shoes, the bag, like this is very me. And like I'm a big fan of like Mew Mew glasses. Um, and I want to get into like more of the like collection, just more by the line. But this, like, yeah, this coat is everything. I love it so much. Yeah. It's really, I love, I love Mew Mew. Um, first of all, that is very iconic that she walks for Mew Mew. Um, and because Mew Mew is an extension of Prada, and it was like very known that a lot of black girls did not walk for walk Prada, mm. um, or Mew Mew. So the fact that this like beautiful black trans girl walks for Mew Mew is like such a huge deal Um, in Paris like that's such a big deal and the fact that like Dwayne Wade was so proud like he was so proud of her like he said on his um Instagram story I'm not crying you are (laughs) (laughs) I just love that like this is the exact type of support and love that like all little girls need, but especially black trans girls. And I just, I love it. Like our future is so bright. 
Yes, it really is. She looks great. I'm so happy for her. Yes, excited to see what's next. All right, so let's keep it up with this fashion talk, shall we? So Rihanna X Puma is returning. So y'all remember those creepers that had us all in the chokehold? Yes, I can't. Y'all, can y'all believe I never got them? Yeah, me neither. And like, I think it's because we was just so young. We probably didn't have the money. Like that. That's so what like, I think. You gotta too. pick and choose what you want. Do you know what I mean? It's like sometimes you just want so much, but you can't get it all. Next thing you know, your size not available. Like those weren't easy to get. They weren't. It was so hard. That's why it's crazy because like I have two pair of Ivy Park sneakers, mm-hmm. and I'm like thinking like now I'm like well that they weren't easy to get either nope. but I'm like it was so hard to get those creepers I remember I don't even remember them like going up like anywhere yeah all I remember is them being sold out that's all I remember which yeah, is that's just all like I crazy remember too. it made me think like why has why did Rihanna stop her partnership with Puma because it was so successful um it, yeah it just kind of made me think about that like, why would yeah. you stop? Yeah, I wonder, too, why I stopped. I was so... Them creepers... I remember I actually was going to... I, they had went on sale. Somebody was selling them on Amazon, but I was scared that they was going to be made out of cardboard, so I never got them. <laughs> <laughs> I thought somebody was The numbers was crazy. Shoes. Like, how many... um, How many... uh cells they got here's my thing can is she just going to bring the exact creepers back because that's what we want like yeah or like pay a little stink on it yeah yeah like like elevated but it's just like they'll still be cute and it's weird because sneakers go through so many phases right like there's a dad sneaker that was like you know that's really big yeah and there's also kind of like the slimmer like more bowling style shoe sneaker that's coming Mm -hmm. in like more like of a classic tennis shoe um bright color sneakers had their time vans Mm -hmm. like the thing is no if you are somebody who owns your style no sneaker will ever go out of style but you know some sneakers just have their moment a bit Mm -hmm. more um but right now i feel like it's a bit of a free-for-all it all depends on your outfit Yep, I feel like that too. And also another thing, I was like, no, I keep on talking about age, but like as I gotten older, I feel like I have found like the sneakers that fit me. Like oddly enough, I realized like when did I realize? I think like two years ago, I realized like oh shit, I've only bought Adidas like for the past two years, and I'm like oh that's like my sneaker. Like when I buy a sneaker, it's either Adidas or like I'll buy Vans and mm-hmm. like. When I buy, I haven't bought Vans in a while, Um, but, like, I'll buy, like, because the Vans have, like, a lot of special edition, like, they had, like, Toy Story Vans, which is a pair that I'm still trying to get. Actually, I need to check the price if they went down. But, um, but yeah, it'll be, like, Vans or Adidas. And I'm like, oh, that's my sneaker. Um, I realize I, like, um, me personally, the name of the shoe, because the Ivy Park sneakers I have are this style um boxing sneakers mm. um so that's like my favorite style those look really cute on you uh thank you because i feel like everyone i wear high top sneakers i really do look like you know shoes wear me though so keep that in mind they do like shoes but you wear the you wear the shoes <laughs> you wear those shoes that's so funny mm-hmm. they're really cute 
Thank you. I love boxing sneakers, or I like the regular um, what's it called, like stripe Adidas. Like I, I have low top pair and I have a high top pair. Actually, my high top pair, I think I might be putting those up on Depop because they dirty. Um, which random. Um, I sold a pair of Vans that was like used. I was very transparent about it. <laughs> um, and somebody <laughs> worked them. Shout out to you who, like, I was so grateful that somebody worked my Vans that like I threw extra stuff in their box. Oh wow! Um, but yeah, uh, so people will buy your sneakers if they're like, j- I if they stink though, keep them like just throw yeah, them away. Come on, don't do that. But like Throwing people will buy like your worn shoes which i love because i'm like yes recycling but (laughs) (laughs) but yeah that's my style of shoe like adidas i i think another reason those actually was like the only pumas i was interested in the rihanna ones (laughs) yeah I, i you know me um i'm a puma girl i like pumas um but you know what as i said that i realized i really don't got no type I really don't have a type as far as sneakers are concerned. I like a lot of them. Um, but there are a certain style of each shoe that I like. Yeah. Um, so really excited for those creepers. I'm hope I, I'm gonna be prepared this time. I hope that <laughs> like I, I'm just gonna be prepared. Like I'm ready to get them, to own them. I really just want them in all black or like a chocolate brown. But another yeah. sneaker that's been really having my attention is really got me in a chokehold are the sambas. Like the vegan sambas, the black ones. Oh yeah, they're so cute. I wear those things like almost every day. Like those are my go-to sneakers. Um, my classic like Reeboks. Um, I love Nike Blaze. Are they Blaze or Blazers? I don't know. I love those I think so they're much. Blazers. I got high top, low top. Love them both ways. New Balances, but I really like the classic Philly style gray New Balances. You know which one I'm talking about, Sabrina. The yeah. one that everybody in Philly wear. Um, and the dad sneaker New Balance. Asics are my favorite workout sneaker. Oh, Asics yeah. or I will wear chucks because, you know, if you're going to be like lifting, like your feet need to be really flat. So I will wear them then. But yeah, love. I, I'm low key becoming a sneakerhead. I was. Yeah, I, out of nowhere. But the thing is, I guess I never because I always like sneakers. I always prefer to buy sneakers over everything else. But I think I never called myself a sneakerhead because I um I didn't really buy like very expensive or exclusive sneakers like. Outside of the creepers, it's actually quite easy to get any sneaker I want. Like, I'm the type of person that's like, I'll have those chucks just in every color. (laughs) Yeah. It's like quite easy and accessible to get those. What? I just, not just realized, but the other day I was like, yo, I never wear these. I have a pair of Nike Blazers and I got them in like a light pink color and I've only worn them once. What? I've never seen those. (laughs) Yeah. We should twin. I got a white and pink pair. Mine are all pink, like bubblegum pink, like the t- my toe for big, and I have only worn them once. I feel like the the best thing to do is just to collect a lot of clothes over time. Don't put pressure on yourself to wear them all at one time, and just wait for the moment. Just wait for the moment to wear them. Yeah, like I was watching this TikTok, and this older black woman was showing like her wearing a skirt like in the eighties, mm-hmm. her wearing a skirt today. How wearing a shirt in the 90s, how wearing a shirt recently, how wearing like a blazer or belt in the early 2000s, how wearing it now. And her whole point was like, some pieces are timeless. And that's how I feel about like sneakers. Like you don't, you should get them 
and prepare to wear them for your rest of your life. <laughs> so it's just like, if you don't wear your blazers now, but one day, and I feel like this is exactly how you are. You'll wait and then you'll find the perfect time to wear it. Yep, that's literally how I am. Because I don't, I don't know why I wore them. I think I wore them once and then I I think they started getting a little dirty and I was like, ah. <laughs> but it's yeah. crazy because like you wear them so effortlessly. Thank you. See, that's how I feel about you. And the boxers think it. Sometimes your shoe is just your shoe. That's very true. Yeah. Very All true. right. So let's, I don't know why I was waiting for somebody else to bring us to the next segment, but I'm like, it's, it's that's us. That's our show. Um, so, all right, let's get into the sunken place. All right. This is very specific, but y- y'all just, just bear with me for a second. Right? <laughs> so, you know, Chris Rock dropped his little special. I'm not going to really pretend as if I know the name of it. It's something about still being relevant. I don't know. Um, and he went in, I saw a clip and he was just going nuts about like the Will Smith <laughs> Jada thing. You call a Will Smith a bitch and talking about the entanglement yeah. and all these things. And he was just like, you hit me? A nigga, you know, you could be, that's a bitch ass <laughs> shit. That's a bitch. And I'm like, I'm sorry. Being that mad after you got smacked and not smacking somebody back is really weird. That's some bitch ass shit if you ask me. Because if you just mad and you walking up on stage spitting on the mic, you should have just slapped them back. That's how I feel. <laughs> but that's neither here nor there. Um, I guess like my whole thing is people were talking about it like because of course you're gonna talk about it. You made it. You was acting the ass. And regardless of if people thought it was funny or if people didn't think it was funny, my least favorite comment. Is when somebody's like, huh, he look, he got y'all talking. It must be good. Oh my god! Shut doesn't... the hell up! All good. I know people think all good press is good press. It's really not all good. The people who say that are folks who don't give a shit about their reputation. Exactly. <laughs> you just You're don't care. Mess. It's really not like just because somebody's talking about something don't mean it's good. It don't mean what they're talking about is good. Like you could be the bit like people make it funny you like or people deciding that we're not going to support this person we're having a group discussion and we're not going to support you or what about quality over quantity like what <laughs> exactly. about that like, i thought like, that's what we wanted to be known for not that? how many people are talking about us or disagreeing they the same people that be like oh you should go on love and hip-hop i feel like that would be good for your podcast <laughs> Yeah, it's like no strategy whatsoever. It's like, don't you think that, like, the context is, like, for example, some things are good not because of, like, how many people were gossiping. Not how controversial it is, right? That's not what defines something for being good. Sometimes things are just good because, like, they they just make waves. Let's just think Bodak Yellow. (laughs) Sorry. Let's think, uh, and, like, sorry, I'm not being funny. Let's think super bass, right? Remember that time? There was a time you cut on Ellen and you was going to see Taylor Swift singing Super Bass, Selena Gomez singing Super Bass, Ellen singing Sophia Super Bass, Sophia Rose singing Super Bass, uh, Carrie Washington singing Super Bass. And it's like it crosses gender lines, race lines, class lines, regional lines, and the sentiment is positive 
all around yes. the world. Like to me, that's when you make a wave. When the sentiment is like, we all agree that this is the moment. This is good. This is popping. Mm-hmm. This is different. Like we all agree that Super Bass was just like it. It, it was a cultural shift. Same with like yes. Crazy in Love. Yes. Same. It's just same with Super Bad. Remember, we all just collectively decided that was good and this was before the internet was even like what it is today where mm-hmm. we had to like unanimously decide that something was good but we just it, it just was good remember when we all decided that black panther was good and the mm-hmm. masses like just it, it just sold out worldwide there has been no viewership record break from this uh special there has been no like critical acclaim nothing all it has been was a bunch of people talking because that's what we do when clips are shared and it it could be anything it could be a random tiktoker it could be pink sauce it could be anything but all press is not good press that's Mm -hmm. just i hate when people think that same it's really not it's like (laughs) um get some freaking standards like (laughs) i don't know it's like i get that's the thing people don't be having no standards besides um clout Pop, poppy yeah exactly that's what it is <laughs> clout they don't have no standards besides oh well clout and they think oh that equals money like not all the time and i also think that they um i also think that they think um that like they are marketing wizards like they think like oh that's how you do it business wise and it's like what business do you have craig <laughs> And it's also like get some dignity. <laughs> <laughs> like it's just it always is somebody that I feel like is the face of Jonas. And it's just like they always <laughs> they just Joe shit and they always rooting for the loser. Like you always rooting for the loser. Like why would you oh god, I just get this burning sensation. It's so life. annoying because they really be thinking they right. They were like, oh look, you getting mad. You know, it's like shut. What if no? What if I smacked you? <laughs> no, I'll be feeling violent. And they like, oh, they, Chris Rock getting a rise out of you. It must be good. That don't mean that. Like me being angry doesn't mean the special was good. It does not mean because you know what's crazy. I'm not gonna watch it. <laughs> and like you know, there are such things as provocative, and I think that's what bothers me. It's like certain. It's like. Di- it feels as if I'm saying that I'm in control of what's provocative and what's not, but that's not what it is. It's not true. The masses are in control of that. So it's like, we have to assess what the masses are saying. The masses are not saying that this was funny. (laughs) That's what they're saying. As a unit, the people don't think it's funny. And like, you can just do a quick, temperature check as to what you see online <laughs> to know like if if that's the case or not things that are provocative like there have been a lot of things that have been provocative that have been good that have got people going that has started good conversation that have made some people angry but like chris rocks cursing and spitting all over the stage because he's a middle-aged loser that's not <laughs> that doesn't count <laughs> That's what he is. He's a loser. And I'm tired of it. Like, it's just, he used to be so funny, but now it's just getting, and I'm sorry, the more you go back and you listen to Chris Rock stuff, it is so centered around white people. I have it's never so, seen anything. It's and crazy. And I'm like, you the same nigga that had 
Louis C.K., all these other white people saying the N-word in front of you. And it was so crazy that Jerry Seinfeld had to say, yo, y'all got to chill. <laughs> Jerry Seinfeld had to say that? That's a very bad joint. <laughs> that, that's a terrible joint. Anytime somebody that's not black Jerry Seinfeld was so uncomfortable. He was like, this is not right. And like, he... he he getting not- hard on listening to somebody say the, the N-word. And even, oh my God, recently it was a movie called Amsterdam. So my thing is like, maybe oh, I'm yeah. being unfair. Maybe I'm being unfair. Maybe this is what he was doing during the time and we all thought it was funny during the time. Maybe we all thought Chris Rock was funny back but in Iman, 2006. we were like nine. We were. And, but that's what I mean. Like maybe it was acceptable culturally, right? Even yeah. though we had no, we had no say. Like, like we you had said. no say because we was kids. We was watching Lizzie McGuire to begin with. Let's start <laughs> there. But like, I've recently watched the movie Amsterdam, and he did it again. He was a, huh, I'm a black man in America. Ain't nobody gonna believe me. I'm like, come on, bro. You still doing it? You and I'm like, that's exactly why. If you watch everybody here's Chris, that's exactly why at Don Corleone or whatever that school was called, they was whooping ass every chance they got. <laughs> My thing is. I I think my suspicions is that there's something going there's something going on, like with Chris Rock, and I want to know what it is. It's, it's something going on. It's a also, kink. Yup, and I yup. He liked that. He, he like he probably yeah. loved that he got smacked. He like slave play. Like I think slave, he definitely yes, might be yes, into yes, some yes. shit like that. I'm sorry. Is that's it, what it's given at this point? That's my what gut given. is telling me that there's something up. Exactly. And I'm gonna investigate. <laughs> I'm going to tell you that much. I'm going to be looking very... I'm going to be watching him very closely. No, for real. I think so, too. Because, like, also, another thing, and then we can move on. I hate when people take pride in... I'm a bitch. Like, I don't fight. I'm da 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 Learn. I don't know. Swing. <laughs> Throw something. Like, yeah. I don't know. It's like... I'm, my thing is, like, no, I never learned how to fight. Like, I wasn't, Period. like, in a boxing ring with Muhammad Ali growing up. And it's I just somebody hit me and I got... Somebody exactly. hit me and I got mad. And then I... Exactly. <laughs> That's why it's I don't think I've lost a fight before. Like, I and I wasn't being drunk. I lost a one-on-one fight, and I don't <laughs> think that I'm the best. But I'm gonna fight back. Exactly. Like, that's the one. That's the I'm gonna fight back. And after I lost that fight, that's what they was the hood was saying. They was like, "Yo, you did fight back," and I'm like, "Yeah." But in my defense, I was snuck. <laughs> but yep. I'm like. I'm not saying that I'm Muhammad Ali or something like that, but I hate when people say, yeah, I don't do not I just stand there. Like, you probably yeah, do. exactly, exactly. And, like, the only, I mean, the only person who did it and it was kind of funny was Kevin Hart. Yeah, that, that was, was kind of funny. funny. That was funny because... But also, Kevin Hart is 5'3". So and I'm also, like, it was at a time where everybody <laughs> wanted to be tough. That's exactly. why it was funny. It was a, and also nobody actually slapped Kevin Hart across the face. So it's like <laughs> it just was a joke. But for you, it's like no, you really a bitch. That's not funny. <laughs> exactly, because you was uh, again. I'm not gonna lie. Everybody, his Chris is one of my favorite shows. It's, it's, hilarious. it's hilarious. But he wasn't the only one. He, you know, there was a lot of writers. I'm not giving him credit for nothing. There was a lot of writers. Um, and <laughs> in the show, that was the running joke that he was not a fighter, and I'm like. Mm, you was a kid though in that but I'm like you grown ass man now like <laughs> also like no not trying to be funny but if you were friends with somebody like Chris and you got jumped you was a you was a it was a lost cause you just was gonna get jumped and I I wouldn't have liked that when I was a kid like Same. I'm sorry we had one rule if somebody fighting whether you know how to fight or not you gotta jump in it otherwise once once I'm <laughs> once I'm back up you next <laughs> You were on my list next if you watched me get my ass beat. So it was like, 
No, it's like kind of funny, but also it always was like not very funny to me. <laughs> you were going to be next if you watch me. Oh my god! Watch out. <laughs> so what's in the baby? That's comedy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, somebody get this girl an agent. No, for real. That's I'm, so, I'm, I'm so tired of it not being us. That's how I feel. Right? People are so people aren't even trying to be entertaining anymore. And that's another thing with our generation. I feel like millennials. Like I said, millennials with us. Like, <laughs> our humor is so like obscure that like the typical things like that like don't make me laugh. The thing that makes me laugh is the jokes about that. <laughs> like the yeah. jokes. Like, like, okay, I was laughing because somebody was like, somebody tried to say, oh, everybody hates Chris, not that funny. And you look at the quotes, everybody was like, oh, now you're just saying anything. Yeah, yeah. I was <laughs> like, like, you notice I did not go there. I didn't go there because I'm like, that's not like, true. So now everybody was like, oh, we just lying. That. Like, that kind of stuff, like, that's funny to me. And also, like, with, I guess, like, being a, like, I remember it used to be a, a deep fried meme. So it's like a meme, but you, like, distorted real crazy to me me and my friend ryan was it, we wasn't even drunk high or nothing it was like 12 a.m and we were crying laughing it's just like a distorted picture so i'm like <laughs> i'm not gonna laugh at stand-up comedy like that in a horror like i used to like it when i was a kid and some stand-up is funny but i'm just like to get me to laugh it's gotta be something like it's out like a freaking cat in like a bow tie or some shit like that. Like, oh, sorry. Just think about a cat. Like, think about a cat in a bow tie. Like, why are you so formal? Why are you so formal? Like, and like, like the memes say like, it's a cat in a bow tie, and it's like, like this nigga busy or something. Like, this nigga. <laughs> no, that's funny. <laughs> See, now that's funny. That is funny. That's so funny. That is so funny to me. Like, it's so funny. Or just like, you know what one of my favorite things are? When people are imitating their parents in a real authentic way. Like, not in a way to make fun of their parents for being foreign or for being, like, ghetto. Like, you ever see somebody be like, how my mom be? And they be like, bitch, get over here. And it's like, whoa. <laughs> Your mom talked to you like that? That's not funny. But, like, when you see somebody that's actually, like, there's this guy on TikTok, and he does, like, an, an Arab, an Arab dad, and he's, you know, Arab himself. And it's so funny, like, because I never have experienced that, but my parents do the same thing, like, being real strict, not allowing you to get bad grades, not knowing how to apologize. Like, seeing, like, brown people imitate their parents, that's funny to me. Yes, it is. That's hilarious. Yes. I don't know if you know that one black guy on TikTok. His name is Marcus. And they say he's experienced every life. You know, Sari, we always uh, we always um share his like videos. Yes. Oh my god, he is so freaking funny. Like he had a video, it was like how your dad come uh how your dad is on vacation. He's like, all right, y'all, come on. Your mom already down there getting breakfast. <laughs> Like, to me, that's so funny because every trip we went on, my grandma would be like, all right, y'all get up, get breakfast. It's like, it's vacation. Why do we have to get up early? <laughs> Just to get something free? Like, damn. We can't eat splurge on fucking friendlies or something for breakfast on vacation. But then I turn around and I'm like, oh, I understand why they wanted free shit. It was like seven kids there. <laughs> damn. It's expensive. Oh, my God. <sighs> 
But okay. Ooh, that was funny. Um, yeah, we just cracked ourselves up. Um, moving on to the common senses. I ain't going to fucking lie to y'all. We forgot to do this. <laughs> <laughs> we forgot to do this. Got an idea. What's up? My sister spread off the dome with it. So, <laughs> sorry, I know why I feel so silly isn't it? Why am I so silly? But um, so, so we have here fitness goals. But I was just thinking because Iman brought it up earlier, how there are some people in this world who are obsessed with neglecting themselves. Yeah. To say the least. Yes. So they put their all into, let's say, work or sometimes school. Mm-hmm. Um, And they're like, for instance, I met this type of person the first time, for the first time when I went to college. Mm. So they would be like, oh my gosh, like I was studying for the, or I was, because I went to art school. So they would be like, I was working on my thesis for I fucking hated thesis year. They were like, I'm working on my thesis and like I got three hours of sleep or like I got I barely slept or like I didn't eat or blah blah blah. And I'm just like, first of all, that year I was probably my healthiest. I was like waking up, I was eating breakfast, <laughs> I was going to the gym two times a day. I was like eating breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and I was going to work, and I was going to um and I was doing um my schoolwork. And like people were just so obsessed with like, yeah, I can't do that. Yeah, I can't do this, I can't do this, blah blah. You don't blah. want to. You don't want to. And I feel like again. I know there are some people who have a hard time setting boundaries, but there are some people that are excited to have no boundaries. And so that, in in exchange, they try to violate other people's boundaries. Mm-hmm. So this person that you meet in college, who are like, oh, I only had third, three hours of sleep, whatever, they evolve into people that go into the workforce. And they have the same type of ideology ideology like for instance um my last job I was not I was having a a shit time because there was no boundaries at all that was just the whole department it was just no boundaries and that did not work for me because I was trying to create my own boundaries and I am somebody who I thrive on a regiment so I'm only (laughs) happy when I'm on a regiment and like right now I'm excited because I started a new job and I'm starting to have a regiment. Once I throw the gym in there, then I'll be AO. Once I throw the gym in there and then I start going to the library to do my writing, I'll be like, hey, like those are the last two pieces that I feel like to go in my regiment because I'm doing meal prep and I don't do it every day as I want to, but I still do it and I'm going to bed. Yes, I'm trying. I go to bed in a decent time. I'll wake up at a decent time work at work at the time I want to be like I'm like okay I'm feeling good because I have a regiment but there's some people who are obsessed with just focusing on this one thing and mainly it's usually work or like I said school and they're obsessed with burning or themselves even their kids out. even being a mom like, or sorry being, or no shade. even <laughs> being a mom you ever yes. see the people that's like I'm a mom I can't <laughs> I can never work out I'm a mom I'm a mom, I'm like, and it's like, and it make it puts you in an odd spot if you're not a mom, because it's like, 
you want to ask questions. Like, I feel like everybody else can, oh, that's a mom can do it. Why can't you? Let me just say off the top of my head. I mean, like right off the bat, this definitely does not include people who are like, have children who are like special needs or uh, have like unique circumstances. Mm -hmm. But you know that y'all know who we talking about. Y'all know. Cause I be thinking, I'm like, wait, my mom used to be having a ball. Like she never, (laughs) she didn't go out like that, but she had a ball and push come to shove. My ass was going to South Philly with the friends. If I had to sleep on the couch while she kiki, it was going down. Like they, so they kept just, themselves. They put boundaries. Like uh, th- that's what this conversation is about. It's about boundaries. <laughs> exactly. That's what it's about. And like there are some. There is like different levels to. Like you know, there's always like the shy person who like you know they're a people pleaser and they don't want. I mean, I guess that is a form of people pleasing. This person, they get so excited to violate their own boundaries or I don't like think not they be them. wanting to people please as much as they want to make themselves seem more important. Yes, that's what it is it's like a self-importance thing yeah like people that are obsessed with being important and you know what's crazy nine times out of ten they be the people who don't get the promotion Mm. or they be the person who like overlook because they're doing they be doing unnecessary shit they be doing stuff like an example if there's like if there's like napkins on the table they be fixing the napkins trying to make a shit we don't give a fuck about how the napkins are. Yeah. We got customers. Yeah, like wh- get yo. behind the register. <laughs> stop being we extra. We don't give a fuck about the te- the the forks. Get stop doing that. We care about the customers in line. Like go I feel like- take the orders. That's what <laughs> that's what it be about. And they be thinking doing the little. Um, nobody's paying attention to that. Yeah, because You're it right. don't matter. It's, it's not conducive to the job. It's not conducive. It don't help the bottom line at it all. It don't help like, the bottom. They be missing a bottom line. That's what it. Do you want to hear a secret? Okay, so I used to work for a retail store before, and like, and I already know. Mm-hmm. You already know. I used to work for a retail store and like I was part time when I was working there. So when I was there, my thing is like, okay, I don't actually know a lot about procedures. I don't know about stocking. Like, yes, I know the basic ways to fill, you know, the product so that the store looks good. I know where the mop is. I know how to count the register, but there was a lot I could not remember how to do because I was only there on the weekends and I could have beat myself up about like, oh shit, I don't remember how to do returns. Oh shit, I don't remember how to do this. Oh shit, I don't, I actually didn't, I've been to the, I was at this in the stock location like maybe about 20 times and I could not remember how to get there <laughs> one time on my own. I didn't know what I'm key. Lying, I didn't know exactly where yep, it is. I didn't, I couldn't remember any of it, but guess what I knew how to do? sell my ass off. Like when I tell y'all, I used to, one time I sold so much products that my manager came and was like, I want everybody to stop and Iman, you need to share what you're doing. <laughs> That's how much I share. And I, I mean, sold. And not only did I sell so much that like this person was just like always, you know, my manager really respected me. My manager got a promotion and then she took me along with her. And like that money really helped me with during the pandemic. And when I was like, you know, not in my late twenties, like trying to figure it out, trying to hustle. So it was like, what got me, what helped me to grow was my understanding of the bottom line, because I'm, 
I think it's important to be realistic and you can't be good at everything. So what you need to do is like, what's the most important thing and what can other people help me with? Like, that's how I think about it. Like if I need a return and I don't remember how to do it, guess what? I can call the manager over and she can do it, right? It's not like people are returning every other purchase. Um, if I can't go to the stock room and somebody else can go to the stock room. But there was this one person who was hyper-focused on the logistics. And like, I'm sorry, it was like she was an invisible employee, you know? And I've seen that happen so many times. It's like the person who know like, this is how you change the Swiffer duster. This is like, they are the ones who get left behind. So it's like sometimes it don't even pay to know, it don't pay to be that Joe. Like it just don't pay. And I feel like life is all about balance. Life is all about balance. Like life is about like, yes, you have to work. And sometimes with work, you have to give a lot more than what you even expected to give. And one thing I don't question about myself is if I, if like, especially about me and Sabria, like if we need it early, we going to get there early. If we need it late, we going to get there late. If we need it on the weekends, we going to get there on the weekends because we are team players. But at the end of the day, how can you in order for you to be able to operate, in order for you to be able to show up to work, pay attention, sell, be engaged, you have to be healthy. What 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 do you mean healthy? You have to have a healthy mind and you also have to be able to move. You have to have the energy. So that requires you to take time, fuel yourself with the things that you need, uh, go work out to keep your mind sharp, uh, to keep your anxiety down, to keep your depression down. Like you need to do all these different things, unfortunately, to be like a healthy human being, especially if you have mental health issues. So when people are like, I used to always feel like triggered when people were acting like overly stressed and anxious and then making it as if I didn't care because I wasn't being anxious. This was like at my first job, like out of college. It's like, because if you actually knew about me, you know that like I will have a mental breakdown right in the middle of this floor. Trust me. You don't want me to act, start acting out in here because y'all going right. to have to get security. <laughs> Because I'm going to start knocking everything over. Like some of us actually have broke before. And so you get scared. You're like, I don't want to go there. Let me keep calm. Let me keep calm. Let me keep calm. And because you don't outwardly look frazzled because your shirt not hanging off your shoulder. And you're like, <laughs> you, you people think that you don't care. It's like, no, I do care. I just can't go there for my own safety. <laughs> exactly. That's really how it be. So I feel like in conclusion respect people's boundaries and get a clue <laughs> like that's what <laughs> that's what it really be about like get a fucking clue like some and take people, care of yourself and take care of yourself take care because of yourself. you will not be there will never be an award for the most rundown employee there will never will... be a reward for that and guess what you don't take care of yourself your health goes down guess what they're gonna do they're gonna replace, replace you. you they're gonna replace you and guess what Everything in your body going to be failing because you weren't getting the proper X, the proper Y. You weren't scheduling your doctor's appointment. You weren't taking time to rest. You weren't listening to your body. Like I have, I feel like every person has said that one thing that they wish they could do is work less. <laughs> so find, find balance, find balance, take care of yourself. Get I feel a like, hobby. Yeah. Get a hobby. Get a lust for life. You know, get a sure. life is so much. Like what? That's what you want to do with your spare time is stress, you know, and study. Like, come on, it's got to be some balance. Like, there are little physicians that don't that don't act like that. Yeah, don't I know it? So yeah, take care of yourself. 
Um, we're we're tired, but this was a what a great show for being so sleepy. Yeah, right. <sighs> silly time, silly silly time, silly silly time. But y'all, you know, we gonna wrap up this week. We love y'all. Make sure you follow us on the socials. You can follow us on Instagram at Black Girl Brunch, on Twitter at BLK Girl Brunch. You can also find us on Patreon. Remember, we pay as you wish, so you can pay whatever you want. You'll get access to some exclusive content, like getting our business. We also do little meetups from time to time. You can follow me on Instagram at. Imam Mate, you can follow me on Twitter at It's Mate, you can follow me on TikTok at Imam Mate and Sabrina. You can follow me at It's Frankenfilm on Instagram and TikTok and Frankenfilm underscore on Twitter. Send us a listener letter too. We haven't heard one in a while. Send that to blackgirlbrunch at gmail.com. We love y'all so much. Bye. Peace.